Hello, beautiful people. So my name is Cole, and this is the Prop Marketer Podcast, Property Marketers Podcast, Property Show, Property Marketer Show, whatever you want to call it. This is my podcast, and today we're talking about something that most people probably wouldn't. We're talking about lighthouses, okay? This episode, we're going to focus in on retrofitted lighthouses, how they work, what do you have to keep in mind, what goes into any of this. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be talking about a lighthouse keeper who I think is probably one of the most interesting men in the world, just based on him being secluded on this little island. It's going to be great. Stay tuned for everything. This is this show and we're starting right now all right so lighthouses all right guys so this is probably the most interesting thing i've ever talked about i i love i love the idea of lighthouses i know they're up there uh most people don't really use them anymore um you're probably no i feel like Right now, not a lot of people are using lighthouses or talking about lighthouses, but for a very long time in the past, lighthouses were a beacon of hope for all of those ships coming in. They were a massive light in the distance on a very stormy night, but for the most part, so far, they haven't been being used too, too much. They are still being used, though, and we're going to be speaking about a lighthouse keeper who is still operating a lighthouse right now. His name is, not sure, but I'll put the description in in the bio. So I've really felt like he gave a really good video on YouTube that really described the life of a lighthouse keeper and what that life actually entails. For me, I find it interesting to figure out like, what was his life like? What is it currently like with the being so secluded on this island with this lighthouse? And what does his home look like? Because this is a property show, right? So, so far, he walked us through uh, an amazing video that I'm going to show you guys in the bio. But I really thought that it was interesting. It's an interesting area to live if it just be him on the island. So it was just a man in BC. He was inside of his house. There's a lighthouse next to him. So it's not technically a lighthouse home that we're going to be speaking about other other homes that are completely lighthouse kept homes, um, retrofitted. But this was a very interesting area because him being so secluded on this British Columbian island is something that most of us kind of want right now with COVID going on. I mean, if you're if you're anybody who's anybody, I mean, isolation, uh, moving away from the city, it's very, very common right now. A lot of people want to sell off those homes. They want to be secluded and they want to be kind of like this guy <laughs> in BC. He, he's just this guy who's just out there. He's just here he's been doing this for a long time he doesn't even know what COVID is probably i mean he's he's been 
secluded on this island for so long, his day kind of looks like he wakes up, eats his breakfast, he goes over to the lighthouse, checks if everything's good, he's monitoring the environment around him. So I don't know who may be listening to this, but yeah, this guy is very interesting. And I don't know if you personally would want to do this yourself. For me, there's a couple things that I, I feel like would probably deter me from actually doing this. And one of those things would probably be the idea of isolation. I can't be alone for too long, people. If you got to know one thing about me, I can't be alone for way too long. And for me, being alone at just a lighthouse, just there, just doing his thing, just staying in this isolated state, I can't even do that for too long. So I would probably not be the best person for this lighthouse thing. <laughs> so how long could, if you did have, if somebody gave you like a million dollars or a billion dollars to, to, to stay at this lighthouse and for you, how long would you stay at this lighthouse? Well, if you ask me, I probably wouldn't stay for too long. Uh, like I said, I'm not the greatest with isolation. So if I actually had the choice, I'd probably, I'd probably stay there for about uh, maybe a year. Maybe a year. I'd probably do it for, for a, a boatload of money. Yeah, I'd probably do it. Um, it's, it's interesting to, to actually be by yourself, be in, in this isolated state. So I think, I think a lot of people would choose the, the latter, not, not staying in this state, but maybe right now with quarantine and, uh, with, with this virus going around, maybe more people would, um, um, take this same type of approach. But for me, I probably wouldn't. So from watching the video of this man, I did have a few likes and dislikes when it came to living in a lighthouse, um, when it came to actually being in a lighthouse. Some of these di dislikes and, and likes kind of entailed the idea of just staying there and just, I don't know, it just seemed like, yes, you're, you're making some sort of impact, um, <laughs> uh, but... For me, I, I feel like I would want to try my best to make some sort of more impact on this whole lighthouse situation. And hey, the world's always going to need people like the lighthouse keeper that we mentioned in BC. But I just feel like it, it would be a bit of a, a challenge for most uh, to stay here for that long period of time. I saw one of the comments in YouTube. It was saying like, uh, do you ever get lonely? And he said, no, he never gets lonely just because um, he's constantly doing things. He's constantly keeping himself busy. So I feel like that that alone would probably be the biggest thing when you're staying in a lighthouse alone. It, it, it'd probably be like you would have to have something to do, continuously do, do and do and do. <laughs> but anyway, this whole, this whole podcast is not going to be about the lighthouse keeper. We're going to be talking about some of the, the lighthouses that you can actually rent for yourself, some of the places that you may you may want for yourself, and some of the retrofitted lighthouses that I've saw in my in my little my little research that I did here. So let's get right into it. Why not? Hey, let's do it. It's my podcast. <laughs> so what do you know about buying a lighthouse? 
what do you guys know about buying at Lighthouse? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little bit. There can be soil problems similar to a fuel oil tank. So the thing about fuel oil tanks, sometimes these little problems can leak into the soil. Uh, the oil can actually le leak right into the soil, which may cause some damage to the environment around it. So that's the same same thing that could happen with lighthouses. With lighthouses, you can still have like dangerous material that actually go into the soil. So you better watch out for that if you're if you ever decide to buy a lighthouse, retrofit it, and live in it for yourself. Definitely keep in mind that it can leak into the soil. You may want to have somebody take a look at it because for fuel oil tanks, it's it's the um, TTSSA, but I'm not sure with, with lighthouses. Um, you're going to have to look at that yourself for the municipality that you're in, but definitely something to keep in mind. Keep that environment safe. This podcast definitely supports sustainability and environmental environmentally conscious people uh, like myself, so definitely go for it. Uh, keeping yourself safe. So what else do, do we need to know about buying a lighthouse? Well, in my notes here, I wrote, if you are buying one in Canada, watch out for historical properties. Historical properties can definitely limit a lot of the things you do with a home. Oh my goodness. Um, there's, a, there's so many examples of where you're constantly have to, okay, this is a historical property. We can't uh, retrofit it this way. We probably have to keep it intact. We have to keep this intact, keep the wood intact or the stone intact. So I know a lot of lighthouses are very, very old. Uh, one is uh, back backdated to 1867. That's not even the oldest. I think the oldest goes back to 1700. So they're very, very old properties. And some of them, um, I think in Canada... Uh, are historical properties. So you have to take them take that into into account if you ever want to buy a lighthouse, if you ever want to retrofit one. A lot of restrictions, maybe zoning restrictions, whatever it may be, you have to keep on that because man, they'll come down on you, man. So try your best to look up those historical properties. Make sure it's not one. <laughs> and that if it is, you really definitely have to keep everything in mind. Keep keep your keep your noggin in in it. All right. So it's very very important. So those those are two of the things that I would say that you definitely have to keep in mind if you ever want to buy a lighthouse or if you ever see one on sale. Which actually leads me into my next section here. There are some lighthouses on sale. I mean, not on sale, but there are some lighthouses that you can actually buy for yourself. Recently, uh, two years, oh, oh, three years now, sold in 2018, there was a lighthouse sold in a little town in the UK called Somerset. And this is probably the most lighthouse home that you'll probably see uh, and from, from the ones that I'm going to tell you here. This is probably the most, the truest converted lighthouse you'll see here. So this lighthouse tower is called the Burnham High. Burnham High Lighthouse Tower. So just some features, some features for you. It features six floors, okay? 
six floors and they're very, very cool to see because the floors are separated. It has the kitchen actually at the top uh, or the second, second to the top. And then the top is a lookout point where the lighthouse would be if they never retrofitted it. And then you come down even further below the kitchen. I think you have another living room. And then from there, you have two bedrooms as well uh, on the, the floors coming down. So it's a very unusual property. Unfortunately, it has been sold um, back in 2018, but it was, uh, it still is. You can definitely look it up on YouTube after this podcast, but it, it is very interesting to see. For me, I, I thought it was incredible to see how somebody can actually retrofit something that's been around, established actually in 1867. So that's something that you have to keep in mind as well. Like these old properties, like I said, with the historical properties, you have to keep them in mind because, man, this this one's old. I, I'm sure they had to go through some hoops, jump through some hoops to get this done, but it looks incredible, people. Everything that is at the top of this property, the kitchen, the views, and the lounge area, it's all at the top of the area. And probably the biggest thing is the views. Oh my goodness. The views on this um, Bur Burham High Lighthouse Tower are incredible. They're not extremely close to the beach, but when you're however high this is, I think uh, most lighthouses are about 13 feet. Um, I think this is way over that, um, but it it is incredible to see um, how close you are to the lake, and there's a little town there in Somerset, UK, so it really shows the entire town. It shows the the water. I know I'm, I'm getting it. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a tease because you can't buy it, but it really was, uh, it still is a really nice property for anybody looking, um, for anybody that would like to take a look at it for themselves. So let's move on to another lighthouse here, the Wicklow Lighthouse in Ireland. So this one's a little bit different. I did like this one. I remember looking at it. It was a, it's all brown. It's a brown or not brown. It's, it's, it's a brownish uh, bricked lighthouse. I think it's masonry brick. But it's beautiful the way they set it up inside. It doesn't do it justice just to see it outside. It, it looks almost like an army base when you look at it from outside. But this Wicklow lighthouse in Ireland is perched on a hill. And when you walk into this property, you get a feeling of, I don't know, you, you, get, your, you get almost teleported to another place. Lighthouses are, are usually very isolated, and this one serves the same purpose. It's a very isolated place, perched on a hill, very close to the sea. But each floor is a new adventure, people, because each floor you get a kitchen on one floor, living area on the other, and you're really close to the sea. It is something that I definitely feel a lot of people should enjoy and a lot of people should take note of the way that you can definitely optimize a property. You can optimize a property completely when you when you when you're talking about the Wicklow lighthouse. 
they really took their time to actually figure out how we can really, what is the best use of space in this lighthouse? I feel like that's what they were really focused in on. And that's what they really focused in on in the Wicklow uh, lighthouse because they tried their best to really, they are close to the sea. They were isolated. They had a bricked, bricked lighthouse. Not much you can do with it, but they took that and ran with it. I love to see when people can take something that may be boring to a lot of people and then bring it out and do something incredible with it. And they really definitely, definitely did. I'm not sure who the architects were with this one, but definitely check it out. Um, I'm going to put it in the bio as well. So like the, like the one I mentioned before, the Brickham High um, Lighthouse, this one is a kitchen on one floor. Again, living area on the other. The kitchen um, is your standard kitchen, but I think it has marble tiling. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a really beautiful, beautiful uh, property. And again, they have the lookout point. Something that we're going to see with a lot of these lighthouses is that lookout point. A lot of them have had that light, that massive light uh, for the ships um, to, to keeping them off off the um, off the land. So this this was very interesting to see how they took it took that and they put in the couches. They put a nice little layout at the top there for you to have a beautiful way to see the top, see see amazing views from the top of that lighthouse. I really want to visit it. And I think this is one of them that are on Airbnb. And that kind of brings us to the hotels, the, the Airbnbs that you can actually rent right now of some of these lighthouses. So let's get into that a little bit here. So when it comes to these Airbnbs, you can actually... Well, yeah, like uh, you can actually rent some of these Airbnbs. I, I I don't know why I said that, but yeah, you can actually rent some of these Airbnbs, of course. Um, so one of these Airbnbs are the Beachfront Lighthouse in Croatia. Oh, yes, it's called the Beachfront Lighthouse Marlera, Marlera, Croatia. Okay, so it accommodates eight people. It is, it is a semi-lighthouse, it's a smaller lighthouse, and I think the, the biggest thing is actually, it doesn't have the, the truest true conversion of a lighthouse. It's more so it has the house, and then it has a little lighthouse next to it. So it's more so the house itself, but it's perched on the beach. It's perched so you can, uh, on, a, on a hill. So you can actually see all the beach, all the, the beautiful colors of the ocean, everything. So it's a gorgeous property. It's actually listed on Airbnb right now. Free sponsorship for Airbnb right now. Um, this goes for about $287 a night. It features features like a gorgeous outdoor uh, dining uh, decor, uh, dining area, a large outside bed, sun, sun beds, all amongst this uh, this breathtaking scenery here that uh, that this Croatia property uh, gives you. So I think I think the the one thing that kind of sets this one apart is the outside patio that it has. I think a lot of the the lighthouse that I looked at before it doesn't have that same 
beauty from the outside. So this lighthouse really does have that same beauty that you can, once you actually go there, once you actually look at it, you know exactly, okay, this is a beautiful property. Unlike the other ones where you have to, where you actually have to go inside, you have to check it out. You have to actually um, see, okay, this is a good looking property. Now that I actually looked through it and actually went to each floor, but this one, this one in Croatia is different because it gives you that chance to see, okay, this is a beautiful property. This is a beautiful property from me just looking at it, me just uh, taking a look at it right there, right then. All right, so yeah, that's that Croatia property. I'm gonna put it right in the bio because it really is something for you all to see. Breathtaking when I first looked at it, amazing. So now we're gonna get into we touched on an Airbnb there, but I want to touch on one of the hotels that I saw. Yeah, there are hotel lighthouses. And one man actually from North Carolina, he actually bought a hotel or, oh, I gave it away, but he, he bought a lighthouse and he converted it into a hotel. Now. This is not an ordinary lighthouse. It's more so of a lighthouse in the middle of a shark invested, infested waters. I saw it um, on YouTube as one of the most dangerous uh, hotels in the world. So this hotel is called the Frying Pan. And from, yeah, from, from you looking at it, again, it has that whole lighthouse um, appeal. Uh, from the outside, which is not a good appeal. <laughs> um, it looks a little run down. It doesn't look like the, the greatest property, but once you get inside and once you actually get up to where it is, uh, it, it does look like a very homey area. The man turned it into a one-star hotel and where it is located, you can only get there from boat or um, helicopter so it's a very interesting place to visit I'm not sure if I would uh, maybe you know what yeah I, I'd probably go um, just to see the experience the experience because it's right off the coast of North Carolina where the waters are a little bit a lot choppy <laughs> very choppy so the danger aspect of it would probably deter a lot of people but it seemed like a very interesting place to go. I genuinely saw the videos of this place and it was a older gentleman that he bought this place for it to be, he didn't, he never actually owned a hotel before. So that was interesting to me to actually see that he just bought this on a whim. He saw that it was on, on sale and he went after it. He, he now owns this hotel that is now listed as a one-star hotel. Um, it's better than no hotel at all. So yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a one-star hotel. And there's a lot of amen amenities involved. Um, you have the dinner, you have some drinks, you have some ability to, I think, play with the fish and, and feed fish. And I think there's fireworks and there's ability to see the stars as well. So it's a it looks like a very interesting place to go. Uh, there's also golfing as well. So 
This is one of those places that you just have to experience for yourself. A lot of people are just going to stay inside and really not、um, get the chance to experience this. But I feel like a lot of people who do get to experience this say it's a good experience. You know, like they say it's it's something that they would probably want to do again if they're on a whim. You know, like it's it's just something that you just do, and it's fun. It's a little hotel. It's secluded. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like this would be one of those、um, once-in-a-lifetime experiences. So if anybody does need to go, if anybody really has an urge to go to the frying pan,、um, where、uh, I don't know about the name, by the way, <laughs> I think the name, I think that the name comes from the actual frying pan itself. Because I mean, not the frying, well, the frying pan, yes, because. The actual hotel is actually flat. It's flat because it can take helicopters at the top, so it's a helicopter pad、um, essentially with a lighthouse atta- attached to it. So I thought that was very very interesting. It's completely flat, so you can like walk on it.、Um, I'm sure they throw some parties on it or something like that.、Um, and then it's it's a, an abandoned helicopter pad. And yeah, this guy owns it. He、um, he gives everybody like. He seems like a very cheerful individual, and I definitely feel I would recommend this to to somebody to to try out and tell me about it because I don't know when the next time I'm going there. But hey, that's just something that I feel like a lot of people would enjoy, and a lot of people would have a lot of fun with as well. All right, so lighthouses. Um, can be in hotel form. They can be in retrofitted form. They can be in the normal form where they're actually doing their functions, what they what they actually are there for. And there's always somebody that needs to take control of that. And this this、um, this gentleman in BC,、um, which was in, I don't know the actual lighthouse he was in. But he was just one of the other lighthouse keepers out there、um, who are doing this same thing. They're doing really good work.、Um, I just wanted to touch on the couple in Race Rock, Canada, who are actually doing this to a large extent. This couple、um, actually immigrated from France. They came to Canada, and they got this opportunity to work at a lighthouse. I'm not sure if they have kids or anything like that, but I just saw the the two on this little documentary on C.、Uh, I forgot what news channel it was, but it was very interesting to see because these are people who dedicated their entire life to control of this environment, and this is this is where we get into the sustainability side of things and protecting the environment side of things here. This couple decided to dedicate their life to protecting the wildlife on this little island, this secluded island in BC, and it's called Race Rock Canada, and it holds some of the most beautiful elephant seals. I know elephant seals are not that beautiful, <laughs> and lion seals and seagulls. Seagulls are not what everybody's favorite bird, but hey, these are wildlife that. Yeah, these these are wildlife that need to be preserved, 
and they have people that are preserving them, which is really nice. They work day and night to actually preserve the environment around them. They take their time to actually protect and preserve what they feel is important. They are protecting what they feel is a life, well, it's life-changing for them. So I, I definitely would support anything, their efforts right now, they're at Race Rock Canada. So I, I definitely feel like this is very important uh, going forward. Whether you're owning a lighthouse or you're owning anything, any piece of land, I definitely feel like you should take in the environment at, at some point in time. Sustainability and being environmentally conscious is something that I think a lot of us uh, neglect sometimes. You know, it's it's very important to take take the time to actually learn what are kind of species here um, and how can I protect them and what can I do to protect them. So it's it's very important to really understand that for yourself and really take the time to learn. Learn about where you are, uh, what kind of lighthouse you're buying, learn about the environment around it, and go from there. <laughs> so let's move on to another section here where we're going to be talking about, is this, we're going to end it off by saying like, is this the future of homes? It, can we retrofit more lighthouses? Can we retrofit lighthouses and turn them into more homes and continuously retrofit these older properties, historical properties for us to actually, you know, live in them and thrive in them. Let's see. So from my research, I saw that this does seem like a very doable thing. I mean, as, as a lot of people start to move out of cities, a lot of people actually prefer to, when they're actually in cities, they prefer to live in condos. They prefer to live on top of things, you know, like, you know, they're continuously living at like building on top, on top, on top, you know, living in these, uh, these apartments and condos. So I feel like it would be very interesting to see. I think it won't be maybe exactly a lighthouse per se, but the idea of constantly like building upward and actually having different rooms and it's basically, yeah, I know, basically like a um, an apartment. But I think the the idea of like using that smaller space is going to change things a lot. I know the I saw a lot of Japanese architecture before I made this podcast, and they're really good at using up enough space, using that space that they feel can be used. I I watched um, I watched this documentary called Home. Home was a documentary about different properties, different um, different properties that people have built. I'm sorry about the um, the the noise in the back there <laughs> for this podcast with the uh, with the police cars and, and sirens. I don't know what that is, but I saw this home documentary recently, and I think it was a man lived in Hong Kong, and I think it was called the Transformer Home. He used a he used this home and transformed it completely by utilizing enough space. He didn't have a very 
um, big apartment, but he can actually, he could have actually used, oh man, it's so distracting the, the, the thing in the back there. But anyway, he used the he used the, the amount of small space and he really decided to create this almost like otherworldly unit, this apartment unit. And I think that that could be that same kind of energy and that same kind of excitement about using space can definitely be used in lighthouses. Lighthouses are a smaller space, you know, they are a continuously, you're going up, 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 yes, but you are using a smaller amount of space when you're actually moving up with these buildings, with what you're building. So I think with the with the strength of that lighthouse, with uh, the actual insulation that's already in the lighthouse, I think it could be a very doable option for future homes to be developed. Because you can constantly um, build in these in these lighthouses, these historical properties, and it, it's it's already insulated. It's already um, bricked. It's already very stable inside of the inside of whatever it is, maybe perched on a rock or next to a beachside, wherever it may be. It's already there. So if you can be able to reuse and recycle, like we're trying to do um, with uh, most of our recycling right now maybe we can use it for housing as well with with different lighthouses maybe we can try our best to recycle these lighthouses maybe not just uh decommission them and throw them away or just let them uh dis uh dissipate dissipate yeah dissipate <laughs> don't just let them uh go off into the night these are doable housing, and you can definitely utilize that, that small space to create something beautiful. Create something beautiful for everybody who wants to create those beautiful things. And I feel like that is the essence of what a lighthouse can do for us. And that's what the essence of what a lighthouse can do for humankind going forward. <laughs> yeah, I brought it, I brought it full circle because that's what I do here on the Property Marketers Podcast. We're bringing everything full circle with this podcast. We can constantly be able to use historical buildings. There's been numerous examples of historical buildings being used. And I know with COVID going around, there are storefronts that are not being used, which gives us the opportunity to experiment, gives us the opportunity to see these historical buildings and find out how we can utilize them. One person here actually utilized it, and I already told you about it, the Burham High Lighthouse Tower. They utilized it, and they they were dealing with a property that was around from the 18th, from 1867. So there are ways to do things. There are ways to, to utilize the, the small space that we have available. And these properties do it very, very well. So finishing off, if you have the opportunity to buy a lighthouse, would you do it? Would you take the time to actually put in the effort to do it yourself and make a DUI project out of it? Because there was a family that I will tell you about that actually did exactly that. 
So yes, there was a family that actually built a lighthouse during this quarantine. I saw on the news uh, just this past week that the Lang family, they're a owners of Stony Ridge and Bertram. They built an Airbnb treehouse. Then they got a lot of popularity from that. So they decided to actually create a lighthouse. Yeah, so this is something that the lighthouse also happened to be something that the Lang family has loved for many years. They're interested in historical architecture, like me, love it. So as evident by a converting, converted, com- covered bridge leading to the treehouse, a lighthouse was the right choice for them. So that's just a little excerpt of the the Lang family and what they did with their lighthouse. This is a family that is true to the idea of what I was saying before about reusing and constantly recycling uh, these historical properties, but they actually did it themselves. So they reused like the material that they used and they tried their best to actually use material that was recyclable, use material that was good for the environment. So I'll give you a little bit more information about them in the bio, but they're definitely someone that we can kind of look toward for a family that constantly, constantly tries to do more uh, with the materials that they have and build something that is very useful. I think, I think that's what we can take away from this podcast today, that lighthouses can be quite useful (laughs) regardless of just the the idea of okay yeah they're they're there for for keeping ships safe but they're 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 they have a lot of different functions and they can serve a lot of different functions you just have to definitely take a look at your properties take a look at those historical properties and really reimagine them reimagine what you can do with a home and at a certain point you might be limitless you might be limitless with the amount of ideas that come to your mind and all you have to do then is just execute it, put it into execution and implement whatever you set aside for yourself. All right. So as we end off this podcast, I'll give everybody a message. Do not quit on what you're, what you want to get done. This Lang family is just a prime example of a family that did not quit. That lighthouse keeper that I said in the beginning, prime example of somebody who did not quit. So constantly try your best to to do more and reimagine what we can do with properties. Thank you for listening to this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.